So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever it is and whenever it is that you are listening to this podcast. My name is Aaron Eskilsen, and I would like to welcome you to Everlasting Resilience. And I would like to have a completely different show this week because I have my friend and colleague and someone who's been part of my life for many, many years. Her name is Dorian Paris, and I want her to share her resilience story so it will be mostly like in an interview format i want dorian to tell her story and then i will ask some questions because i really believe being close to dorian and listening to dorian's story i really believe that her way of reframing her life especially her health can really send a message to many women out there and to many people worldwide who are really trying to internalize healing from a consciousness point of view. So welcome, Dorian. How are you? Hello. Thank you for having me here. I'm great. How are you? I'm great. More than welcome to have you here. What about you introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners and maybe say a little bit about what has brought you up to now here? Sure. My name is Dorian. I'm a woman's health coach, so I guide and support women on their healing journey through like one-on-one sessions or group coaching. And I help them reconnect and heal to their menstrual cycle, their bodies, their feminine essence, so that they're able to live from like their true power. I've been able to do this because I've gone through this whole healing journey myself, which is, well, what we consider my resilience story because it has definitely activated my ability to be resilient and transform many aspects of my life and my health. So I'm so glad to be here and be able to share this story with you. Thank you. I'm also really happy and excited for this show. And I want to set a little bit of an intention. I think that when we always begin with an intention in mind, with the end in mind, and where we want to direct our energy, I think that it will really help us in our meetings, in our day-to-day. So for this episode, I think if you want to join me to setting this intention, that we can, of course, maybe inspire more women out there, whether it is women who are already losing their menstrual cycle through menopause, or young women, to connect to that feminine essence to connect to that feminine power and that feminine intuition and in that way maybe provide healing to the world at hand that we're seeing so many cycles of grief so many cycles of violence if we can just set a seed for many women out there whether you're in north america and latin america or in europe that you can also heal inside in that way maybe approach a worldwide healing through what we're seeing in the collective consciousness. Tremendous amount of healing potential and capacity in reproductive cycles are feminine health. So I join you in that intention to be able to reconnect to that essence and from there then provide healing to others around us and the whole world. Because as you said, the reproductive cycle is actually the cause of life. Women hold the torch of bringing life into this world. I mean, men, we do our own job, but you girls manifest life. So imagine that we can also benefit the world by manifesting this feminine power into bringing more life, whether it is, of course, children, or it can be happiness, or it can be joy, or it can be a new venture or a new business, you know. 
so we can be all channels of more life, you know, fulfillment at hand. Okay, so tell me a little bit about you. How did this resilience story go? How do you relate your resilience story of your body and your life, you know, in, in the past few years? Tell us a little bit about this story, Dorian. Yeah, so my story, it's about how I lost my period for seven years and then how I gained it back and how I went from having like the worst periods and the worst PMS and the worst relationship with my menstrual cycle to actually loving it and now uh, feeling and embodying its power. And to start, I just want to like quickly explain how I lived my menstrual cycle when I was a teenager because I had the worst migraines. Like I couldn't get out of bed one week of the month and it was really draining. It was like a burden I had to carry with. And I lived like that my whole teenage years and I couldn't understand and I was really disconnected with myself. But I thought it just had to be that way and I didn't question it much until I developed PCOS and then they gave me birth control pills to manage the PCOS, which made everything worse. And then because of that, I stopped the pills. And at that point in my life, I was... Uh, moving to Miami to study architecture. And in this transition period of like getting off birth control, being diagnosed with PCOS, moving to Miami and studying architecture, I lost my period and it never came back after seven years of, and then I did a lot of inner work for that to happen. But then I was in Miami, I was studying architecture. It was so draining. I was very disconnected from myself as well. And I try to look for like natural answers or something that could make me feel better naturally because I've always believed in natural health. And I manage my symptoms physically, but I never got to like the root cause. And then fast forward like six years later, because I didn't get to the root cause, it still progress. And I didn't have hormones because I didn't have a menstrual cycle. So my nervous system got really affected and I developed something called dysautonomia, which is like the dysregulation of your nervous system. And that made me feel, I can't even explain how bad I feel, like I almost couldn't get out of bed. So I was like, okay, I definitely have to do something about it. And I went back to like conventional doctors and I went through a, like a lot, a lot, a lot of doctors until I found this natural health doctor. She is a woman's health expert in California. And she guided me like to regain and heal holistically. So we address like the physical part, the mental, emotional part, the spiritual part. And I really had to look deep in, into like a lot of aspects of myself. And after nine months of treatment, I got my period back. But it's incredible how the body responds also to like the choices we make because the day that I got my period back after seven years of not having it was the day that I decided that I was not going to do architecture anymore and that I was going to focus on this, what I do now, so that I was going to be a coach and that I was going to study natural medicine and that I was going to dedicate my life to this. And the day I decided that was the day my period came again. So for me, it's like, it, it was just like a beautiful reminder of how everything's interconnected and how the menstrual cycle responds to 
all of us, <laughs> not only our hormones. So from what I hear, uh, there were a couple of tipping points, maybe. You mentioned architecture as a tipping point. Moving to Miami was a tipping point. You mentioned this amazing women's health coach in California. What were you think your tipping points throughout this story, throughout this process, from when you lost your period the first time to when you, thank God, you, you already have it? nowadays yes um okay i think the biggest tipping point was when i went back to conventional medicine and i was very discouraged and frustrated because they couldn't get to the root cause of what happened and not only that but they were very dismissive so they were like oh there's nothing else we can do you have you haven't had it for so long that we need to do like more like rigorous intervention So they told me like the medications that usually work for this type of things wouldn't work on you, but you have lost it for so long. So we're going to give you now a medication that we also give to women with cancer. But they were like, oh no, but this is fine. Like, don't you worry. And I was so mad and so frustrated because they like threw this bomb and this pill on me without even like questioning why I didn't have my period. It was just like an easy way out and wanted to put a bandaid on it. And I was so frustrated, as I said, that I was like, I'm not going to accept this. I'm going to look for my own way. So I'm going to look. So yeah, I, I knew it wasn't right deep inside my soul. So I literally like I was in the session with the, the doctor and I got up and I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to accept this. And I got up and I left and I was like, I'm going to find someone who really helps me and guides me. And now looking back at that moment, I also feel that I was giving all my power to these doctors because I, I was like, just fix me, basically, instead of like guide me to find my own answers and guide me to see where this really comes from. And I actually went with this mindset to my doctor in California. And I think that shift also made things differently. So that it, it actually made the outcome differently because I wasn't coming from the place of like, fix me and you have all the power, but like retook my power. And I was like, from this place of knowing within myself, then I'm going to start this healing journey and I'm going to let this person guide me. Yeah. In this inner healing journey. This is actually really interesting because I think that this story has, you know, many, many amazing parts. And once again, I really admire you for, for this amazing journey. And this has been, as you said, a journey deep inside more than a journey of you know going from city a to city b from miami to panama or from panama to madrid it has really been a journey inside what do you think made this inner journey and this inner guide in california different from conventional medicine and from conventional doctors in panama that really made your healing nowadays a resilience story. She put me in contact with my own story. Like actually the first questions she asked me before like asking me about my diet, before asking me about my supplements, before anything, she asked me like, what's your story? And I remember like that really hit me. I was like, whoa, like I knew that my story and everything I went through, of course, impacted my menstrual cycle. But the fact that she believed it did just made it more clear. <laughs> and 
it put me in contact with my own story and I had to really look at my story in order to heal. So really looked at what happened throughout my life, that disconnection from myself and from my femininity and from my sexuality and from everything that makes me a woman. I had to like dig into those parts and heal those parts and um, reclaim those parts while supporting my body physically that I was also doing with her because I was giving my body the building blocks it needed to make hormones. I don't think without that, it would have worked as well. But I also don't think without digging into my story, my femininity, my essence, my feminine energy, my sexuality, etc., it wouldn't have had the big impact that it did. Amazing. So you said also something from when you went to the medical doctor that really shocked me. You said they didn't care what was actually causing me not to have your period. So what do you think then was that inner journey to discover what was the real, let's say, internal cause, not maybe the medical cause, but the internal cause, maybe in your consciousness or maybe in your emotions to really heal this this feminine energy? I think it was the disconnection from myself, like the disconnection from my body, the disconnection from the parts of me that makes me a woman. And I really think that was the root cause in a mental, emotional level. The, the menstrual cycle is what makes a woman a woman in terms of like biologically that's what makes a woman a woman mm -hmm. and i was so disconnected from being a woman and from like owning the parts of that makes me a woman and loving those parts and accepting those Amazing. parts that i was like shutting off my menstrual cycle i was like no i don't want you and i actually didn't even want it at first like when i first lost it i was like amazing because i hated it put masculine mask on to get things done and to be validated and to be seen by mostly the people i love the most because i thought that's what they wanted so i lived like through only through my masculinity which we all have masculine and feminine but i lived mostly through that masculine part and i was like very dismissive of my feminine part and that caused a disconnection with my menstrual cycle and with my body and with my femininity my essence my sexuality basically everything and i think that was the tipping point in my inner journey so you touched upon something really interesting because you just said uh, we all have masculine and feminine energy and i want to rescue something that you mentioned about 10 minutes ago and you said that the point in time when your period came back was when you actually shifted i believe it was something in your career right it was some, yeah. something in your professional life which you know sometimes you know energetically that your career your professional life is more you know maybe seen as masculine energy because you know men are usually the ones that you know obviously many women work but let's say corporate 21st century capitalist world this money energy energy of prosperity and of abundance energy of making deals and being this you know executive is sometimes much related to your masculine part so this brings me to the question how do you think that this connection of both your masculine and your feminine energy influenced, let's say, this professional or 
working career as you know it today? I think it definitely shows architecture from my masculinity and because I was living from that polarity mostly. I knew I wanted to do something where I could live doing it from my feminine essence. So I really didn't want to put more mask on or masks on and I wanted just to do something from my soul and I really feel like I, I shifted completely in my decision because it came from my family essence not from my masculine polarity I still use my masculine polarity of course to work etc but I don't feel it's like the main driving force in my work and in my career and in what I learn and in what I do. So I decided to live from who I feel I truly am. So let's maybe recap some things. So we saw that a really important tipping point was when this medical doctor, this let's say conventional doctor said, you have to take this really tough pill. And you said that that moment was when you retook your energy, you reclaimed your power and you decided to go in to mm -hmm. make this healing internal. I was putting all the energy externally. I was like fix like everything outside of myself without really looking inside. When I saw that outside was so, it wasn't what I expected. It forced me kind of like to go in and took my, take my power back and say like, okay, I'm gonna go all in and I'm gonna do this healing energy from within and as deep as it has to go. And then another tipping point was when you decided to see your story with this California non-conventional, it must be this great feminine energy that we're revealing. So once again, when we talk about these tipping points and when we say that you reclaimed your power after going to conventional doctors and you went to this more holistic approach in California, and we also know how it is related to maybe career-wise because of what we said about the masculine energy, how do you think this internal journey into healing really had a higher purpose for you when you were meeting with this California more holistic doctor? Yes, I think right when I was in the first session with her, I knew like it was guided and there was something in her that I had to see in order to remind me of something I'm capable of. Because when I saw her and I saw like how she practiced this type of medicine holistically and how she looked at all different parts of yourself and like the approach she had was really really inspiring and it made me want like whoa i really want to do that at first i was scared of course because i was still practicing architecture it was a reflection it was a mirror you know i could see what my soul wanted me to see and what i was capable of and it was through her that i had that kind of glimpse and then even though it was scary i started studying coaching and holistic nutrition and energy healing and a lot of different types of modalities that I was curious about. And I started loving it. And I was like, whoa, like I was in this fight, like through my whole healing process, I was in this fight between um, architecture and like doing something I studied for so long and then like moving to this different, complete different career so giving like a 180 on my life but I loved it and I felt the calling 
when I saw her at the first time. So that's what made me go all in. And I also, I felt extremely blessed being able to discover and like this holistic approach to healing and that like just being able to meet with her because she's like, she's so, so, so good. And I felt like I had the privilege to, to see that experience, this type of healing. And I was like, I really want to give that out to others as well and that they are not frustrated or disencouraged by only one type of healing modality which works work for some things like i'm not gonna discourage conventional medicine at all and at the same time i feel like there are other approaches that could even get like to a deeper or like treat the root cause and actually have a more profound holistic effect and i don't think that's something that's easily attained or that like it's it's everywhere so i really wanted to create that space and be a guide and a support on women on their healing journey the way that I had it as well. Amazing. And I think that it really relates to what we're talking about, how conventional medicine just wanted to give you the medicine which once again, it is not bad, the, the pill is not bad, the medicine is not bad, but maybe not treating what is causing the actual pain and the actual process from an internal perspective. Gets me to my next question, which is, how do you think that all of this process of studying architecture, losing your period, you know, going internally, looking for healing, and then gaining your period once again, How do you think this may help you with, let's say, other challenges in life? Let's say maybe if it's a challenge with your family or with your spouse or with maybe friends or maybe financially. Do you think there's a message here in all of this process, Dorian, that can help you and other people with other challenges? For sure. I feel like like everything is for your own inner evolution. And because I approached my healing this way and I was like, this has a purpose, this everything that's happening in my body is a message of something I need to shift, move, or it's just making me evolve as a person, as a soul, as a woman, as everything that now I feel like that lesson is integrated and I view life this way. It's like, even though a challenge presents, I always know, I'm like, what is this teaching me? This is happening for me, not against me. So I get really try to look at the deeper meaning or lesson behind whatever comes my way. Even if it's challenging, sometimes at first it's like you have to like, you know, fill it all and not look directly (laughs) to... That's something that it's more easily accessed once you let yourself experience it. But if you approach life this way, it's like you're more open to experience life as it is with the challenges that comes. And once you feel them and experience them, then you can look into the lessons, the deeper meanings, and it's like everything integrates. Yeah, for me, that's just the way I approach life and uh, it makes inner evolution more 
purposeful. And I think that you said something really interesting, which I think that maybe in, in today's post-COVID world and in this, you know, Russia-Ukraine world where we're having either Uvalde, Texas, or we're having either stories in Yemen or in Somalia about hunger, you know, life doesn't happen against me, life happens for me. So maybe, you know, just to relate it to the other podcast that we have is that maybe it was a point where we don't judge that condition. You know, we don't judge the health condition or we don't judge the past mistake or we don't judge that thing that causes pain. But as you said, you asked, like, what is this going to teach me? What is the message here for me? And I think that that, that is something really powerful. And especially once again, and I, and I have to remind you once again, the coincidence of when your period came back when you decided to reconnect to another career, to another a profession in your life. It's, it, you say a coincidence, but it's actually not, you know? For sure. Nothing is a coincidence and everything it's, if you really see, like, you can put the dots together of your whole life and everything would make sense. And sometimes we have to pause and see, like, how everything connects and what each experience is teaching us. And I see this with women all the time. It's like, what is their menstrual cycle? Trying to teach them what their menstrual cycle is. Yeah, the purpose for however they are in the moment. So like, I really try to go deeper than the, like the superficial and see what is the deeper message and how their menstrual cycle is trying to give them a message. And what changes do they have to make? Like sometimes it is like exploring their creativity in a different way or relating to their sexuality in a different way or changing dynamics in their relationships or changing their relationship with themselves. Like there's always a purpose and it's like understanding the message behind the body of what how the body speaks to us. And for me, it's like how the menstrual cycle and the body speak to women. Amazing. If you could give a message, Dorian, maybe to uh, young girls who are starting to relate with their period or, or young girls, that is you, you know, had PMS, had a difficult those days of the month where, you know, you said you had a headache and it was causing a lot of pain. What would be your message to these newer generations or maybe even older generations who once again are going into menopause and they need to, you know, maybe shift their perspective? perspective or their consciousness about their connection to their body and their feminine side what would be your message to these women for me the first thing is like don't think it's normal if you feel bad like it's common your friends might feel bad as well like through their menstrual cycle and their periods but it's not a normal thing and it's not something that you should accept or that you should just conform and think it's part of your body. Your body is designed to for you to feel good and it shouldn't be a burden on you. So it's like, look further. Don't be afraid to get help and get the right people to support you to your process because I assure you that you can feel at peace, confident um, in your power and uh, authentic and magnetic through your menstrual cycle, it doesn't have to be a burden on you and nor on the woman around you. If I would see my you know, younger self that was struggling so bad with it, maybe it would be a glimpse like, ah, it's possible to actually feel good in your body through your menstrual cycle and just 
if you get the right support, that will happen. Amazing. Thank you very much. So maybe we can make a call to action. Maybe you can say a little bit of your social networks or maybe somewhere where people could contact you if, if anyone needs help with these topics or a conclusion. And uh, let's take it away from there. Yes, for sure. My main is social platform is Instagram. So in Instagram, you can see a lot about myself and you can DM me. And if you want, tell me your story and or what you're struggling with or what you need help with. Or if you just want to connect in any way, send me a DM and I'm more than happy to talk. And if I can help you, it will be an honor to support you on your journeys. So yeah, through Instagram, you can contact me. I want to encourage you to keep on telling this story. You know, we're both from Panama, either in Spanish or in English. I think it's a really inspiring story. And I think that that message that you said about actually seeing life that it happens for you, I think that that's something that we all need. So thank you very much for sharing your resilience story. And I encourage you thank to, you. if it's writing a book, or it's taping some more videos i really encourage you to keep on telling it thank you so much and yeah and regarding social media even though i post in spanish you can talk to me in english mm -hmm. and we could have an english conversation english or spanish work work for me thank you so much for having me here and being able to to have this space to tell my story and hopefully inspire other women to heal and reconnect to their power. More than welcome. So thank you very much for all of our listeners. My name is Aaron Eskilsen and this was the Everlasting Resilient Podcast with uh, Dorian Paris' resilience story, how her healing with her body, with her feminine energy, really helped her in many other areas of her life. Thank you very much. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>